speaking of Yelps, let's get into the, their first single, um, which, like I said, I think it goes very much um, nicely side by side. And it only came like two months. It only came out two months after the EP. So let's let's just jump right into It's a New Thing. See, this is the first time we hear the keyboards. You know, it says it says on the last one that um, that Uno is playing the I think electric piano, but it's kind of in there in the mix. Yeah, so we start hearing this the false signature, which is like the shittiest keyboard sound you could probably find, the most abrasive keyboard, and it just it just bounces along. I was gonna say this is the guy, this has got that the punk feel too, right? Like fitting in and and make that make it sound like other things. Yep. And even when they're slamming the keys on the at the end of the verses, it's just like this is not meant to be beautiful. And then the content of this song is, I I love this content because he's like he's basically talking about like all this new technology and and especially like he's I think at one point he's even referencing being in the studio. And this new technology and how you, he's got to keep up with it or he's got to use it and he has no interest in using it um, because he doesn't he thinks it's almost going to be like polishing the fall out of it out of itself. Right. Yeah. And like taking him out of it, too. Right. Where he's writing the lyrics and singing and he's not really getting to play with any of the toys so much. Yeah. So on this um, single. He's already switched out. Um, he's already gotten a new bass player, Mark Riley, who goes on to play the guitar. He plays bass on this, but he come, becomes the guitar player. And um, Yvonne comes in and, and starts playing the keyboards, which, so already within two months, he's already changed up the band. And yeah, he I mean, even set, and Mark yeah. was a was a roadie. He just <laughs> recruited yeah, from, yeah. from from the the <laughs> yeah. Mark and his friends would be going to all the fall gigs because they love the fall and they would just be like hanging out. And I think one of them had a fall shirt on and they were talking to Mark and Mark said, are you coming to the next gig? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah. I, we're going to be at the next gig. He's like, okay, you can roadie for us then. Yeah, I think it was, so I, pretty much got in. I think it was a self-made shirt too, right? Like Sharpie yeah. and... Uh... Yeah, but it kind of shows the how if you get close to Mark, you have a chance. Sure. <laughs> you, if you're if you're anywhere in in Mark's vicinity, he might give you a chance to be in the fall. Well, no and, matter what your skill set. And then, um, he was they they had a record like a practice space next to each other as well in like some warehouse that a bunch of the bands were in. Right, um, right. It's a new leather thing, baby. And it's the new thing. I mean. It's kind of, it's just kind of saying, you know, the fall has arrived. So we're, okay, so it's a new thing. Uh, great A-side. But let's let's look at this album art here as we're flipping it over. And we got the, the new lineup. And they're all hanging out by this brick wall. They're all looking pretty, pretty cool. They're all doing some sort of, um, 
hand gesture are they supposed to be holding up the text yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think they're all, I think, sure yeah they're holding the text up um but they're looking cool it looks like there's a bag of trash behind mark um actually no actually know what i think that is because he has a song that's called uh the bag man and he was he was known for carrying around like a grocery bag f like full of his stuff but also like books so he would be always be walking around with this bag full of like books he was reading and and uh and like making his way around manchester with the with that <laughs> as the bag man um but i like this i like this this album cover it's you see it you see you see mark riley in here yeah you wonder yeah. if this was like you know he's he's taking a piss out of out of the normal bands right like yeah yeah. The ba do wa do like you know, like that's not yeah. what they typically sound like, right? Like, but yeah. I can play along. Yeah. I can play along yeah. to keep making records. Yeah, it's also it's also somewhat, you know, if you're in the record store and you see this, you're also thinking, uh, you know, what is the new thing? What is the new thing I can hear? What is the new thing? And this is literally telling you, we're here. This the fall are the new thing. Give it a listen. Um, and then we flip it over and we get into the various times. Right, we're gonna go back. To 1940. And this is the one where we get um, introduced to Mark's beautiful, I'm going to call it a, a yelp or a screech, but it's almost like his solo accent. Yeah, it certainly carries through for the rest of the time. And how he does it, I have no idea. I think it's like this. It's like the perfect combination of number of cigarettes you can smoke, and and maybe like getting your voice so that it carries in a, a crowded pub, so that you can like alert your friend that's coming in. <laughs> you know that you're in the back. You know, a little screech, a little yep. Chicky chicky. I can't even do it. On this track, the the keyboard is really good. I mean. It really fits in well. The first track, it's abrasive to be like kind of almost like a comical uh, uh, circus sideshow nature. And the lyrics in this one are really are really fun story-wise because he's almost telling this time travel story of like he's starting, he goes back, he's like, we're going back in time. And you're almost in some sort of German uh, military uh environment that's very uncomfortable and then he goes to 1980 which is for them the future it's time traveling but it's also traveling across countries going to switzerland and it's this human resistor that he's and i didn't know he was saying resistor <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in the like the no man, the no man principle, right? Like the, who he kind of creates himself to be, but yeah, 
Yeah, and this resistor is almost like kind of like um, traveling across the the decades and the eras, but it's always you know the same type of personality. It's always so, doing something that's dark, um, dirty, and then it goes to 1980, and it goes into the future. And we even get a little uh, preview of Salem Witch Trials at the end. He starts talking about Salem Witch Trials, human race, time mistaken. Yeah, which is just kind of his in his mind, right? Like, things haven't changed. Things won't change. You know, it's the same kind yeah. of yeah. miserable, no-choice sort of, you know, human experience of... Yeah. And he's looking at the rest of the humanity and being like, there's nothing going on here that is worth saving, almost. <laughs> or there's nothing worth, like, you know being respectful of right just do what you want right create create mm-hmm. your own world because it's it's misery otherwise yeah create your own yeah yeah i live my own rules i make my own rules the man you know it, the man is out there and he's gonna you know try to force you into these situations that you're probably not gonna enjoy <laughs> exactly and also i could see this as being you know, it, I mean, Mark wrote it, but it's got to be somewhat of, I see a parallel between the way he was looking at some of the music that was out there when he was making this and saying, I don't want to make that. You know, there's no there's no sort of value in that type of music, so I got to make my own. I'm going to make my own rules. I'm going to make my own music. It's not going to be um, pretty. It's not going to be something that's easily accessible by the human race. So I'm though I am the human resistor. I'm going to conduct this, you know. Uh, th- this electricity is going to flow through me. I'm going to, and it's going to spew out in the in the form of these songs. Okay. And you know what that sound is? The ghost of Mark pouring another Boddington's. It's time to give it a rating. What are you going to give it? Now, two songs carries through with the other three. You know, we'll go, we'll go, uh, you know, seven, seven pints. Seven pints? Seven pints. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Because they brought in this, um, I like this keyboard accent. Um, but I gotta say, I like... I like the keyboard accent, but it it doesn't have that the guitar riffage, even the simplistic guitar riffage that I want. So I'm gonna give it eight Boddingtons and you know one pack one pack of smokes. Okay. Because we're gonna need them as we jump into our final. Um, couple of cuts for this episode and that is the Roush Rumble single. So let's jump into Roush Rumble.
way this one starts is is you think you're gonna get like a garage when that drum kind of fill drops in you kind of think you're gonna get a, a a garage rock hooky classic but then it just goes into um this reminds me a lot of the mummies <laughs> yeah it definitely has because, that that spooky sound right and mark is mark is a big garage rock fan he's a big he was a big fan of the seeds and that 60s garage rock sound and i think that's this is might be him doing that kind of but it has this like speed you know it's like it's like they're on speed <laughs> which may have been the case even though they're singing even though they're singing about downers but i know they they are singing about downers so the route so the roush um pharmaceutical company right what I guess is a was was or is maybe still a huge pharmaceutical company, and when he was working at the docks, he there was some sort of miscommunication about some sort of order or shipment, and so all these barbiturates sh showed up at the docks, <laughs> and and the story goes is that Mark came into um, handling these barbiturates and he would he more or less like hid them all around uh, Manchester for his own uh, benefit and the benefit of others. <laughs> yeah, they are in fact a pharmaceutical company so, still out of Switzerland. Still? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that Mark didn't put him out of business with that mis misplacement. This one, this one is so catchy and it's like going, it is like kind of starting up like a fucking party barbiturate party <laughs> this is right before they, they kick in though yeah this is the, you're waiting for the barbiturate to kick in and bring you down from the previous speed that you were that you're you, well you're, you just got you <laughs> you're 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 high you're too you're feeling too fast you need to counterbalance <laughs> you just got off of working at the docks you know and you had your nice lunch break you wrote some some good words and you just kind of partake in some barbiturates, have a couple pints, and go to band practice. Mm. You're going to have that energy because you're just fucking psyched up before they kick in, and you're rolling along. But then at the end, it starts just falling apart, and then it drops down just to that drum beat. And you go that ch ch is his own personal uh, mouth symbol fill. ch ch Good, good A side, good A side. Even though that's a good A side, though, I think I would, I actually prefer the B side as my my choice cut on this one. Um, so as we flip the record over, what are you feeling about this um, very minimal album art? You know, it's a it's a solid. It's a solid 45, you know? You don't expect much. I, I, I do appreciate they haven't worked on their penmanship at all and, uh, in you know, still just kind of scribble along the bottom there What what's going to happen, what you're going to get. <laughs> They're kind of carrying the, the, the text, like the different textiles through these for first few singles and the EP, which is great. And um, I like that it leaves it open for interpretation about what you might get on this. And I think you get your money's worth 
because you're not getting it in the album art, you're getting it in the sound, right? And and I like the way that um, in my area is written at the bottom where, you know, it looks like it's just a design at first, but then it is the other B side and it's written in that angular. That is, that's, that's cool. Sure. And, and the fall is just blacked out. It's just that, that block text. It looks nice. Yeah. And then, you know, on the backside, it has a little taste of some of the lyrics and what, what, what it's going to be about. Right. Yeah. On the backside, doesn't it say like, um, doesn't it say like something like getting, get, it's, ba the, it's basically written I, by the fall and, and, and with help from above. <laughs> No, that actually that was the last single. That was the last single. It said like all songs written by the fall or recorded by the fall with help from above. No, oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, this has got like the last the last bit of um Rush Ramble basically written out. Um huh. in, in small in a small block. And if you notice the the Rush Rumble is written on the you know, the middle um the drop in the label of the 45 and then it goes on to the oh, it yeah. would be going on to the record but it goes <clears throat> on to the sleeve like it's it's part of the same thing sure like they wrote it on there as like a diy right. and they, it's all very diy and it sounds diy and they added the w because the roush the pharmaceutical company is yeah so i'm sure somebody was like nope you gotta you gotta you can't be the same we're not you guys have only put out a couple things and we're not going to get sued this early on in your career please we barely got out those first couple you guys we got to really be careful here an interesting fact for this one is it actually made it to number 31 on the uk indie chart single so it got you know it got around and but the thing is that was the first week that that UK indie chart single actually existed. <laughs> so yeah. they might not have had they might not have had the best like you know, the best accounting for numbers. And, and also, if it's the first week that indie chart exists, then they were probably being like, "Oh, is the fall indie?" Definitely. Sure. It's definitely. It's definitely independent of everything else. Uh, yeah, or <laughs> that we're whoever hearing. whoever the singular guy was making all of the ratings for that week. For, <laughs> <laughs> what do I like this week? Yeah, yeah. Didn't even listen to it. Just said, "Oh yeah, this," or just like looked at this album cover and said, "Oh, this is definitely indie." They have no money to <laughs> have anything else on here. Yeah, they're not from a major city. Probably indie. All right, let's jump into the last single, B-side of Roush Rumble in my area. games when they're losing life there's no sport lad just has to touch your stomach flesh I'm in the semi area so you know some fantastically bad keyboard carrying through again here where yeah the combination of the keyboard which is like you know not the correct notes <laughs> being played, but the combination of that with the strumming guitar, which is not jangly, right? 
it's like this kind of hollow guitar strumming that just kind of propels it along is a beautiful bass foundation for Mark to just be scatting over. Yeah, I mean, with the keyboard and his lyrics, and it's it feels like a madman circus show basically like you're you're trapped and you're trapped on a carousel while a clown is is coming from behind like mhm yeah acid tension stomach flash abandoned in my area and then he starts saying i have seen declining tracks i have seen the madness in my area then he says former friends suck on the fall genuine white crap article this is I I read this as autobi- autobiographical as a listener because he's already gone through people that have left the band <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, le- chosen to leave the band or been kicked out of the band be- for whatever exactly reason. right like can't remember who I've sacked right just stupid yeah. faces yeah which just like plays off of like he truly is sees himself as the only artist and genius in the room, right? Like <laughs> the me generation. He's trying, you know, he's 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 signaling out the me generation and saying there's other, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be part of this making not the declining tracks, but the the tracks that are going to be propelling into the future that people will be listening to. I don't see him, like, thinking that far in the future, though. He was always a very present kind of guy. You know, he was always about what is the next project, but then what is the project of the moment? You know, so when he was done with the project or done with the recording, then it was done. Then what is next? I'm going to start writing again. I'm going to start recording again. Yeah, just imagine, right, like uh, just his freaking notebook, and he just turns the page. Okay, on to the next one. Like, this has been written, and it's going to be completed, and I can move on. Yep, yep. and I'll, re- I'll perform these for as long as they're interesting to me. And then once they're not interesting anymore or I have something new that it takes my, you know, focus and my, my interest, then that is going to take precedent. Even if it's not as good or technically kind of fleshed out i'm gonna do that more because it's more interesting to him sure or even um, what the people necessarily want right like yeah yep yep similar to a similar to a bob dylan where he he was always you know bringing back songs as he was playing with the fall but when he would bring them back they would not be they would not sound <laughs> like the recorded version right even he would be changing lyrics um you know the tempos obviously and then even the instrumentation just to make them more interesting for him to play again and again and to change up it again and again. Sure, because, um, yeah, if, like these things are written in a certain state of mind or a certain time period, right? Like, the, yeah, it, it's not as poignant, um, you know, to the artist anymore, right? Where you, you really want it to intrigue people or at least intrigue the people who are reading and actually, you know, paying attention versus just, like, Ex, you know, experiencing it on you know on the on the top level. Totally, absolutely. What overall, these these three singles or the two the EP and the two singles together, this is a nice taste of what's not only what's to come, but like you know what they're starting with, which is really already on the base level, super interesting and re-listenable. 
Yeah, I mean, which is... And I think that's what it calls for. <laughs> which is super interesting, because, I mean, they're, you know, brand new, right? And they've already basically concreted what what is to come, um, whether that was by plan or just by, you know, Mark forcing it, I guess. But um, they certainly didn't delve too far from the path that, that they got onto. No, and everything is based in real world, right? Even though there's... There's aspects of, you know, some sort of alternate dimension of real world, like, you know, another aspect of the real world where it's like the dark seedy underlayer or something like that. Even the first line of of Roush Rumble is the dwarf, the dwarf plays pool to prove his height. That's something that Mark observed or that's something that pretty close to something that was um, that was easily <laughs> conjured up in just his experience, whether it be at the pub or just in the Manchester um, world scene, right? Sure, yeah. And like even in like the various times where he's going back to the past, right? Like he's living next to people that, you know, fought in the war and experienced the war. And like, you know, he's not necessarily, like he wasn't there, but, you know, yeah. I'm sure his, his dad was there, did. right? Somebody yeah. was there. The the guy yeah, the guy drinking next to him was there um, at the bar, at the pub. Like, he sees the, you know, and he sees in them, you know, what they've experienced. The, the madness that could easily be conjured up, especially after a few um, uh, loggers at the pub, right? where he could get into it and kind of the abrasiveness and the craze, right? And I think he thrived on that. I think that's why maybe he didn't get along with a lot of um, straight-ahead people that were didn't have that edge of some sort of um, madness that usually spawns creativity, but some sort of interesting uh, characteristic, right, he could uh, associate with. Sure. He didn't have time for everything else, the me generation. No, and I mean, that seems like, you know, who he surrounded himself with and then who he stopped putting up with once they kind of broke out of that that normal human experience shell and became something more or they thought they were something more. He was kind of like, okay, well, you, you know, you've obviously... You're not, a fall, you're not a fall member anymore. Like, you need to get someone else in here that... Uh, is is more down to earth or you know whatever it is he needed the the resistor he needed that electricity to be re you know recharged by new blood fresh blood and even getting the fresh blood in there is re, is is has had to be invigorating to him right a new sound a new playing style all right i'm going to give roush rumble I'm going to give the Roush Rumble, I think, nine barbiturates because after all of that, you know, even those three together, I think I need to calm down. I need to relax. And then you're going to go, you're going to go right back into repetition. (laughs) And then I'm going to go right back into repetition and put that on repeat for a good 35 minutes. Your mom. Seven planes. Your mom's going to know something's up. It's it's the three R's. I just say, Mom, I'm upstairs doing the three R's. That's a good boy. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, Steve and I are both not experts in in the fall, 
but we hope that this will be a fun journey to go on because as we experience it um, fresh and anew, maybe even those people that are fall heads might get something fresh and new out of it. And as we go through it, um, we're hoping to uncover kind of little nuggets and things that might be interesting that might have been lost in the very expansive uh, world of the fall. And hopefully if you can have a, a Bonningtons or a beverage of choice, then you can uh, sit down and, and hang out with us as we go through the fall's discography and also um, related projects that I think are frequently underrepresented as far as uh, ex-fall members, uh, bands and uh, albums that are some real good classics in there that I think that we'll spend some time with and I think that'll be interesting to anyone that's interested in Marky Smith and um, the world of the fall. It's definitely enjoyable. I think it's going to be fun and, you know, hopefully, you know, get some laughs out of it and, you know, enjoy our experiencing the first time, you know, we're truly kind of diving super deep into, you know, what's happening. Um, whether you're new to this or whether you're an, an expert, uh, you know, a, a true fall lover. Um, hopefully our, our perspective is unique and, you know, kind of uh, can help you enjoy it, the music a little bit more. Yep, and just, yep, and hopefully you can hang out with us as we take these one at a time. And and if, if we got anything wrong, you know, let us know and um, send us a message and we will not read it because... We actually know pretty much a lot. Yeah, about you know, this. and just like Mark, we we love social media, so we will won't be responding. Um, you know, we'll be out there definitely. We will send us <laughs> set, pass us on to your friends, but uh, <laughs> yes, please, please. And if uh, we do have some ideas for some cool guests, but um, if you have some guests that are out there, um, get them in contact to with us because we will respond to them. So until next time, we, we are, are the fall. fall. We, we are, are the, the best. best.